Hoo-ha! Whoa! Yeah! This week on Two Dad and My Dudes, it is the first annual Teddy's Award Nominee Show, where we nominate the wrestlers of the year for AEW, and so much more in all these different types of categories. Very special episode. It is the Teddy's. Oh, and it is kicking off right here, right now, on Two to who? Oh, it's two dynamite dudes on a rampage! episode it is the fucking teddies the teddies what are the teddies marcus my degenerate brother what are they uh they are like our academy awards dominic yes i i wish i could mirror your excitement my child is asleep but i inside dominic wake your child up i should bring her into this teddies it's the fucking teddies uh no man it's uh, this is this is it folks end of the year awards is i mean the prestige dominic the prestige, it's boiling over. Marcus, I have to, I just got to read you the feedback that we got regarding the teddies on oh, Facebook. It's, I'm, it's sure high that, I'm sure everyone was kind. <laughs> Everybody was elated by what we have cooking here with our our Ted Turner uh, lookalike of a trophy here going on. Um, Fabian Harvey says, Teddy, as in Ted Warner. Jeesh, how old are some of you on here? So he was Ted, making a- how- how fucking stupid is this guy? It's it's got Ted Turner right on the fucking thing. The Ted fucking Teddy's right there, man. Also, Anthony Bell says, like the Slammies, so original. Thank God there's no silly comedy like they promised. I wonder if Anthony thinks this is actual AEW awards. <laughs> I think I think he does. <laughs> um, oh, we also have Johnny Debella. I was, I was like, when did we promise no comedy? I know. I was like, we. This is a basically. We're a bunch of clowns, anyways. A couple of buffoons hanging here. Nesha, what's up? We missed you too. Good to be back. Yeah, happy to be back. I was away in Las Vegas, as you can tell by my hat. Um, Johnny DeBella presents the Dundies, so that's a great. I think that's a, a good nod right there. I don't know uh, what the fuck he's talking about. Go ahead. Dane said uses the Raven classic Raven gift that says "What a mark," <laughs> and then Sam. Al Green says the Ted Turner Award. Really? Do uh, people think that this is for AEW? I don't know. I have no idea. Tristan Andrews does the Robert Downey Jr. fucking wipe his face with exasperated look gif. And then Pedro Royal chimes in with J.K. Simmons as J.J. Uh, Jameson laughing manically. <laughs> well, that's kind of funny. So good. Good feedback. Real positive. All right. Yeah, people are excited. I'm excited. People are excited. Marcus, I'm fucking jazzed. Right now. You can't tell because I'm keeping my voice low, but I'm fucking flipping out right now on the inside. <laughs> I am flipping out. <laughs> losing it. I'm fucking losing it. Marcus, how excited are you for Christmas, by the way? Boy, Dom, what a what a year of Christmas. Um, year of Christmas. I can't wait to get all the gifts that you got me. I'm so excited. Getting, you're not getting shit. 
<laughs> uh, I'll tell you what you will get is a swift kick right in the balls if we don't get this thing moving. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's get to kicking. First off, Dom, Dom Nesha wants to know if you got married while you were in Vegas. Uh, that is my personal uh, my personal <laughs> private. So, Elvis, yes. Between me, Elvis, and the bride, please. <laughs> so No, nobody would, nobody would willingly tie themselves to him. Mm. Uh, go ahead, Dom. Okay. Well, Marcus, I have to get your thoughts. I have not watched it yet, and I feel like a big... Hold on, Dominic. Shut the fuck up. Stephen Chambers, what's up? <laughs> All right, keep going, Dom. <laughs> so, I... Uh, have not watched the Hook debut yet. Have you watched Hook? I have not gotten to. I haven't no. watched it. I I've was... seen uh, I've seen like clips of it, and I'm like, all right, kid can move. Like, I know. I'm excited. And the amount of uh, buzz he's been getting, I'm very excited. Now, I wanted to mention that at the start of the show because we have. Uh oh. See, I knew you were cheating on me. <laughs> Listen, Nesha, I cheat on I cheat on everybody on social media. I had you can't trust me on social media. I'm like Stone Cold DTA. Don't trust anybody. And nobody on social media can't do it. Nope. Uh, we trust you guys. Yeah, Nate I Johnson. trust you guys. <laughs> Nate Johnson, what's that? What's up, man? Uh, it was WCW rewritten, and uh, I got a now a full time job with AdFreeShows.com. Hey, yeah. Oh, yes, Marcus, self promotion. Uh, I got a full time job with them, so that that fucking podcast is on the old a back burner. It's just on a back burner. It's back burner. Doesn't Probably eternally. Probably no, no. for the rest of Marcus, forever, though. Please do not say that. It was a very fun show, and you're a real fuckface if you you disregard that to the wayside. Mm-hmm. All right? I'm sure the folks at ad-free shows might love a little rewritten WCW. Uh, I, mean, I would love to keep writing it, but I'm too damn busy, Dominic. No, you're not, you fucking loser. Let's, let's hammer on, though. Okay, oh. here we go. Steven says, Hook, awesome debut. Good test for him coming up Rampage against Bear Bronson. Yeah, I'm excited to see that. Very, uh, what a contrast between Bear Bronson and Fuego del Sol. My goodness. Uh, that's how you get Hook over, by the way, is you, because uh, he's not like a huge guy. He's in great shape. Uh, you can tell he's kind of like a shooter, uh, but that's how you get him over, is you put him in the ring against like these impossible looking odds and just have him, like, I would have him go out there and just fuck this guy up. Yeah, um, that would be fucking cool. Yes. Um, I think that that would be the way to help get him over where it's like, okay, you know, like Fuego de Solo weighs about the same as him. Bear Bronson is massive and uh, Hook just completely dominated him during this thing. Destroyed. That would be another another way to get him over. Did you just spill a beverage again? No, fucking Dusty tapped on my lap and then left off and then almost pulled my headphones out. Fun story about Dom. Uh, at one point, our, our mutual friend bought a sippy cup to keep in his house because Dominic kept spilling every drink that he would give him. And while we were doing our other podcast, it was our Pittsburgh podcast that we did. And I spilled my fucking, I spilled like a booze drink all over my other laptop. And uh, after that, I got a sippy cup. Hassan, what's up, man? Thank you, uh, everybody, for joining us. Yeah. Uh, we're excited to do the teddies. Oh, Especially boy, oh, boy. Raw. Yeah. Boy, oh, boy. Boy, this is going to be good stuff. All right, Marcus. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. trying to think of how to kick this off exactly. But... Uh, yeah, let me get your opinion first on winner is coming overall. Don't go now. There obviously was that match, but I think we're going to go into further detail with that match during the Teddy. So mm-hmm. overall, what do you think of the presentation of winner is coming? Uh, did deliver? Did you expect a little bit more? What, where were your head at? Hard to say it didn't deliver really. You know, it's, uh, you know, the, I can't recall what they had as the main event for winner is coming. Can you refresh me on that though? 
Uh, that's a good question. I'm trying to think too as well. We had. Well, I'll say um, this much. Oh, MJF and Dante Martin wasn't that? Okay. Good? Yes, and that yes. was a good match. That was a very good match. Uh, so I mean, between that, uh, Serena Deeb, who's always incredible, and uh, that yes. that opener, holy shit, what an event! Uh, the only thing I would have done differently, Dominic, is one thing I would have changed, and that's I mean, it's it's called Winter is Coming. When is Glacier going to make his appearance on AEW television, Dominic? He really should. he's been on AEW because he was part of the Nightmare Family originally, wasn't he? Glacier. Or, yeah, I don't know. If maybe he was. Maybe that was before they had a show. But I think he came out with Cody during like one of the maybe like Double or Nothing before they had you know Dynamite or something. No yeah, I, th- I think he was. He was a part of like kind of that crew starting off. I think. Mm. So I, I believe he's been on there. Well, all right. Yes, oh, but Marcus. Uh oh, just oh, pull all- it out. Pull it out on the air. People love seeing that. All right, let's keep, let's hammer up. Okay. So, uh, let's see here. Marcus, yes, it is the Teddies. And if you do not get the reference, it's fucking Ted Turner because he runs TBS and TNT, or he did. And now, so it's a a nod to him and a nod to, like, Turner Television and all that stuff. Just in case you're wondering, like some people on Facebook appeared to be, this is not affiliated with actual AEW. (laughs) They will not be celebrating the Teddies. On AEW television, <laughs> maybe they will. Hey, we don't I know. mean, but... Tony Khan listened to our other podcast in the past, right? He listened to well, he's listened to this one, uh, and he listened to AEW, uh, WCW rewritten clearly. So, uh, so I, you know, I, I would be surprised if he heard this and was like, "Fuck, should have came up with the Teddies." The Teddies. Well, we got them here, and mm-hmm. boy, do we have some uh, categories for you. Uh, let's start it off. So this is how we did it. I will say. So some of the categories, I think only two categories, maybe three, have six nominees, while the rest of them only have four. Uh, what Marcus and I did is we did almost like a serpentine draft in a way where it was like we each pick nominees. So we picked two nominees for each category, three if it was six in the category. And so like Marcus would start off, I would name a, a category, Marcus would start off, then it would, I would get the first two picks of the nominees. Now we did kind of collaborate a little bit before off air to maybe maybe make a few adjustment an adjustment here, but overall, it's our opinions and like who we think fit this category best. So there are some snubs, and you will see. Uh, you might be like, "Hey, why the heck is this gal or guy not nominated, or this match or this moment not nominated?" Feel free to give your input. Um, I encourage you all to disagree. I want to. I want to hear. I want to be refuted. Marcus definitely added some wild cards in there that raised my eyes. Did I say anybody? You don't have to say who in particular, but did I say anybody that kind of surprised you? You know, with the category. I feel like yes, but I don't know. I was right in the middle of doing some shit when you were texting me this. Okay, so yes, (laughs) (laughs) you're not that busy. Oh no, so busy. Yeah, you're just playing Madden. All right, so, uh, but yes, what we will do is we'll start off with this category in particular and let's get your guys's feedback too let's see real quick uh oh okay brian page was awesome nesha says they need another match oh they're gonna get one rematch uh steven says do it at battle for the belts i i agree with that as well okay yes we're always doing this during uh we nesha you know us that's how we roll all right hey dusty hey hey get okay and we're we going to start with the rookie of the year, <laughs> AEW rookie of the year, Marcus. And the nominees are for rookie of the year. I got to find them here on my list that I made. 
Okay, you ready, Marcus? Tell me, Dominic. So I chose Ty Conte and Dante Martin. Obviously, Have we confirmed that it is pronounced Ty Conte or Tay Conte? It's Ty. Ty. Conte. Okay, hammer us. So I chose the Dante Martin, obviously, like the year he's had, like especially at the end of this uh, with his brother being out and him going on a singles run and just like popping the crowds like crazy, like every city he goes into. Um, I, I, and he's only like, what, 19, 20? So it's just like, boom, how can he not? And then Ty Conte, she just being released, not being used by WWE and them not seeing potential in her by letting her go and, and as a free agent. And then what she's been able to do. I mean, Marcus, you've heard me week in and week out praise how unique she is in the ring, uh, the presence that she has and all that stuff. So, I mean, uh, those two were the obvious choices. I had first pick in this category. So those were my first two choices. Um, Marcus, you chose Daniel Garcia and Brock Anderson. Do you want to give a little bit of context and reasoning behind those? Yeah, I mean, Daniel Garcia, uh, you know, he's he's come out and he's had to face um, some pretty huge names in the business. So it's like, you know, this kid is going from the indies to now he's on a national stage and he's climbing in the ring with some of the biggest names in professional wrestling. Um, and he's doing fine. He's holding his own. He's doing a great job. So, I mean, the fact that these people want to work with him in the first place, which, you know, as well as I do, they probably, they've probably got some element of choice there. Um, the fact they want to work with him in the first place is a compliment. The fact that he can hang is even more of a, of an indicator to me that, you know, he's, he's got it. Um, as far as, uh, the other choice is concerned, whose name Brock Anderson is what I was about to say. Uh, <laughs> as, as far as Brock is concerned, you know, it's the, he comes out and he doesn't have this incredible physique. Uh, to, if you passed him on the street, you wouldn't think like, oh, that guy's got to be a pro wrestler. But he's got it. Um, and you can tell that he's got it. Like very, very good with his aggression. Very good with his like kind of pop and snap to his moves. I'm not saying he's ready for the, the fucking main event yet. But he's I, I, I would say that he's well on his way. Yeah, I agree with you. And like, you know what? That's another reason to kind of add him is he was literally in a main event on Dynamite. Mm -hmm. You know, so against uh, Malachi Black. Um, Steven says uh, Lee Moriarty is another name. That That's is a great, great name. That's a great name. I would say he just started. So maybe all these other talents here had a little bit more leeway. I mean, hey, you know, uh, Lee Moriarty, I think, is going to be in several categories next year. That's, I mean, Pittsburgh's very own. So how can you not? Uh, go with that um yeah i thought this was one of the funnest categories uh trying to decide um and i think there's some these are some viable nominees marcus if you guys have any other suggestions throw them on in the comments section uh the next category marcus that we're going to announce is the promo of the year so uh year. let me see who had i can tell when i look by who started this one you did so marcus you chose some great ones, obviously very extremely worthy ones. You chose Eddie Kingston and CM Punk. Want to give? Uh, obviously, we probably know the reasoning, but maybe you can just add a little bit of color to it. Um, didn't I choose MJF and CM Punk? No, no, you chose Eddie Kingston for CM promo Punk. of the year. Uh huh. I feel like that's incorrect. That is not incorrect. I just checked the text messages. That's how I wrote all these down. So you chose Eddie Kingston. 
Oh, 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 oh okay. Yeah, we're we're talking about the actual like promo, not moment. Oh, you're thinking okay, of okay, okay that's yes. later on, Caddy. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, like you, you look at CM uh, CM Punk's work, and I mean, the dude wasn't in, on in wrestling since 2014, and he just comes strutting ass back in, and he gives like the best damn promo ever. Uh, has the audience in the palm of his hands, and basically does every single time that he speaks. Um, as far as Eddie Kingston is concerned, I mean, you want to talk about realism. Um, he would have fit in well in like JCP back in the day, where it's like this gritty, like I'm gonna beat you up in the parking lot kind of a mentality. Um, he just has it. Um, so pretty incredible, uh, pretty incredible promos. And obviously, you know, MJF is, is another easy layup, um, as far as a great promo. But I mean, for me, those two, I, they just head and shoulders above everybody else. Uh, Dominic, I've got to, I've got to do something. I'll be right back. Go ahead and do your thing. Wow. Okay. Wow. Just walking out on my, my nominees here. I'm very, very good. Marcus. Uh, <laughs> I did choose MJF and I chose Britt Baker. MJF. I think he's. We talk about it every week here. Uh, I really enjoy how he walks that line, that edge of being like, hey, uh, you're teetering on some controversial stuff. And MJF is not afraid to do that, whether it's on social media, but he does it very much so in the ring and puts some unique stuff on it, but keeps it classic too in the classic heel thing where he blurs the lines. And uh, I think MJF is one of the best talkers going overall. I it wouldn't be fair to not nominate him for this category. So MGF was on my list. Britt Baker, my other one. I don't think you can, there's no debating that Britt deserves to be in this category and nominated for this uh, particular award because she um, really just further flamed her fire like uh, this year with what she's been my able apologies. to do. That's all right. What she's been able to do on the microphone and um, just kind of cultivate a personality and establish herself as a very much top star in wrestling. So, Marcus, yes, Britt Baker and MJF were my two picks. Uh, uh, Nesh is calling for my head right now, Dominic. I got to redeem myself. Uh-oh, what's she saying here? Fire, <laughs> she fire, fire, fire. Yeah, oh, she, I, you are walking on thin ice here, brother. <laughs> Sorry, yes. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, it's uh, always, always on call, right? Yeah. Um, but so, uh, yeah, I mean, it, uh, hell when, it, you know, you said MJF who I touched on, but I mean, Britt Baker, you want to talk about captivating an audience? Holy shit. I mean, every time that she, uh, has her promo, it's like a lot of times I'll be working on my phone or whatever while I'm, uh, while I'm listening to, uh, AEW and I'll like kind of peek up, but every time I see her on the screen and especially if she's with Tony Schiavone, cause they tend to do hilarious oh, things. Yeah. I, I kind of just drop what I'm doing and, and take it all in. Yeah, yeah, strong, strong choices. Yeah, that's good. That's a top, that's going to be a very tough category to decide on. Very tough. Uh, did Dom? Do we snub anybody there? In your opinion? Oh, I'm yeah, Kenny. I think it's a bit of a snub. I think he was great on the mic. Um, Kenny Omega. Um, who else is? Yeah, Dean Amber. Uh, not Dean. She's John Moxley, right up there. Ah, uh, yes, Moxley. Yes, Moxley's great one. And um, Marcus, Moxley's. Oh, go ahead. What are you going to say about Mox? I was just going to say Moxley is really good for like soundbite type promos where he's he's always got like very catchy sort of uh, stuff to say. So does Miro. Um, Miro's always got. That's what I was going to say next is that he's another snub because Marcus, we liked you especially liked what he was doing. Love you know? his promo work. 
Uh, his mm-hmm. in-ring work is impeccable, but yeah, his promo work is just awesome. And he, uh, much like Moxley, it's in the middle of or at the end of every promo, he has a little, like a, a little sound bite, something to kind of like remember it by, and it's 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 awesome. Yes, uh, Stephen also says Adam Cole. I would th- I would definitely nominate him too. Like next year, he could definitely be that. I think he's just he got in the game a little later. So uh, that's another reason I like maybe like he he just did not see it. Marcus, I had one more. Uh, your boy Arn, right? Uh, that is, I think that's the biggest snub now that you mention it because <laughs> uh, you know we'll we'll talk more about Arn soon. But um, man, is you want to talk about showing that he's been in the business since 1982? Uh, the, every time he's got a mic in his hand, it's just money. Yep. Um, geez, there was another one I would, I, I want to mention, and I, I'm trying to think who it was. I had it in the back of my head. I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta mention this person, but, uh, I cannot think of it for the life of me right now. But, um, you know, I think Danielson's always good on the mic. He's, I mean, again, later on in the game, he showed up, but, um, you know, I, I don't think he could refuse. Oh, Jericho. That was the other one I was going to say. I think Jericho is great. Um, Dan Lambert, another one. So. Uh, other ones, plenty, plenty of worthy candidates in that one, but I think we picked a pretty good four, you know? Um, Absolutely. All right, Marcus, next up. I wanted to do this one uh, particularly uh, before I, we discuss moment of the year because uh, moment of the year, I did not include uh, this show episode in particular because it was a, I think it was a very, very worthy candidate, but like, I think it supersedes all of wrestling. Uh, so do you know what I'm talking about, Marcus? I think so. Yeah. It's particularly, I'm, what I'm referring to guys is the Brody Lee, uh, moral show that they did. Uh, that could have been nominated for moment of the year. Uh, but instead I went this one where each year we're going to do the Brody Lee star of the year award. And so uh, if you are familiar with the NFL, though, they do the Walter Payton man of the year. I'm trying to find my notes on it so I can be ready. Go ahead. Yes. Um, they set, and it's basically like a goodwill ambassador, somebody who maybe exemplifies, uh, you know, does extra work or, or you see them participate in a lot of different things, uh, positive stuff with the community or, you know, uh, being involved or, or just overall being a good person too. And um, yeah, just a just a good, uh, you know, uh, ambassador for the brand of AEW. And uh, you think about Brody Lee himself, and he was always willing to like help people and get like, look at what he did for John Silver and all of the Dark Order members, you know, put confidence, instill confidence in them, always there for feedback and stuff like that. um, And willing to raise everybody up to, you know, uh, to his level and to uh, other levels, too. So um yeah, that's uh, so I wanted to make this award. I thought it was very cool. Um, Marcus, I did the first set of two nominees. Uh, my two choices were Thunder Rosa, friend of the show, and uh, <laughs> uh friend of the show, and Ricky Starks. Uh, I couldn't well, find the, the text I sent you, so you'll have to smart me up on I'll smart you up on it. You, you made the choices too, but uh, so as far as Thunder Rosa, you see what she does uh, with Mission Pro Wrestling. Uh, and she, uh, like they, they do a lot of work with Salvation Army. They're doing a show coming up with that, but she is like somebody that everybody always talks about how great of a kind person and, uh, you know, really, and she was a social worker too beforehand. So it's like, 
you factor all that in, I think she like really epitomizes somebody that, you know, what, what uh, Brody Lee exemplified, you know, with himself as well. And uh, Ricky Starks, I wanted to choose as well, because he, he does a lot of stuff too, as well. Um, you know, just overall, a very thoughtful and kind person. And then he, uh, in addition to that, I remember like, and it was frustrating for him too. He would put stuff on, he would sell, try to auction off his gear on e eBay for like charity causes. And then people would bid on it and win it. And then they wouldn't pay for it. And like, he was ex like stuff with it. Like that's very frustrating. I'm sure to, to have go through, but uh, Ricky was another guy I wanted to, to give the nod to in, in this category. Marcus, uh, so your two nominees, and I thought they were good ones as well, were uh, Cody Rhodes and Jade Cargill. Margaret, you want to give uh, some uh, talk about that? Absolutely. You know, when it comes to Cody Rhodes, it's uh, he's – I don't know about everybody else anymore. I guess probably a lot of people now think, you know, Daniel Bryan or CM Punk when they, when they think AEW. But I think Cody Rhodes, and I'm always going to think Cody Rhodes. You and I were there for double or nothing. Um, we were there when he smashed the throne – you know, so it's it was just this it was such a, a cool moment for fans. And and Cody's thing is like he, he's always like this isn't just like a moment for me. Like this is a moment that I'm sharing with everybody out here in the audience, everybody at home that's watching much like his dad with like the put your hand on the screen. You know, sort of a thing. he's got that vibe all the time where it's like hey this is not just about me this is about everybody um, so I love that about Cody Rhodes when it comes to Jade Cargill uh, competitor uber competitor and uh one of these people who's just so driven uh she seems like one of these people who's so driven in everything that she does in her life that she is bound to succeed and uh that, i don't know I, I think that exemplifies uh, the, uh brody what he did and how he came up uh through pro wrestling uh, and that's the kind of tenacity that it requires and uh she she exemplifies pro wrestling to me I that's I think those are great choices, and you think about Jade too and Thunder Rosa. They're both mothers too, so like yep. them balancing that out. She's Marcus. I mean, you're a, you're a dad, so obviously Piper has a mom, and so going through all that stuff, it's uh, crazy, crazy stuff. I I can't imagine my wife uh, being as ever having the opportunity to be like, okay, I'm done, you know, being a mom for five minutes, uh, <laughs> let alone a few days. You let know, me go I work mean, a match. <laughs> yeah. So kudos to those, those women, because you know, that's, it's incredible that they're able to uh, maintain a schedule um, and, and continue just living life. Nesha as a mom, do you think you could uh, balance all that out? Good question. Nesha, you're a mom. Could you uh, leave your daughter for like two weeks at a time? Could you <laughs> autograph signing? It would be rough. It'd be really be rough hard. times. Rough yeah. times. Uh, so, yeah, I'm excited about that award. I think I'll make a special graphic for that one as well. Uh, okay, let's see. Now, okay, let's get to the moment of the year. There's been a lot of moments, uh, plenty of moments. Um, and I, Marcus initially uh, threw a match in. I was like, no, you, you got to pick a moment. You can't pick a match. So <laughs> there's a difference, right, Marcus? Uh, but yes. he did come up with some good ones. Uh, I think I was the first to choose on these ones again, too. Uh, yes, I was. So, my first nomination was CM Punk returning to wrestling. Uh, obviously, the last dance, or the final dance, no, the first dance, first dance, Rampage, that moment, historical in all of wrestling history. Uh, you know, 
everybody's talked about it. It's it had to be nominated. Uh, I don't think there was any refuting that. Uh, my second nomination was not too long after that was when Brian Danielson showed up uh, at AEW at All Out to close out All Out. A double whammy surprise with Adam Cole and Danielson. As a matter of fact, I think I'll just include both of those together, Adam Cole and Danielson debuting, because that is that packs a real big punch. So I'll make those adjustments with that nomination in particular. Marcus, you had some great moments of the year. Uh, first off, uh, let's start with the one you were talking about earlier was in a recent one that's still going on right now. So you can tell it's good. is CM Punk uh, bo- uh, sparring with MJF on the microphone. Uh, talk about yeah. That. Yeah. I mean, what a, what a memorable moment. And, you know, it's, it kind of feels like usually when CM Punk takes the mic, he kind of gets the better of, of everyone. And, and that's just how it goes. But like MJF kind of like hung with him and uh, through his own barbs, continues to throw barbs and uh it, you know it's uh, again it's anytime you know that those are those two are going to be on the screen you're like okay i i need to pay attention because something a hilarious or b very in- intriguing is about to happen so uh yeah that's that's why i selected those two yes okay and then this was i was really happy with this choice i, I think this one should be the winner well i don't know i don't well, i guess we'll have to i mean we're gonna have to discuss this because these are all great nominations, by the way. But this was really good. Arn's Glock promo. Uh, so look, you know, let's even cast aside for a second just the quality of the promo itself. Um, the amount of buzz that it generated online, uh, it's still going. It's mm-hmm. still going. Um, so this this was what, like a, a two-minute promo that he cut? And it's it's been months now. And it's something that people are still talking about. I keep seeing T-shirts on AEW TV, uh, you know, Arn Glock shirts. So it's, I mean, it's iconic. I, and this is from a guy who's cut a lot of iconic promos. And this might be the most iconic of his career. It's really Which, good, man. Can, can you think of anybody else who was like a huge promo guy back in the day who cut uh, an iconic promo uh, at this stage? I can't. Roddy Piper had a great one with John Cena, I remember, back on Raw. Like oh really? He leveled out with him. It was it was very very good, incredible. Yeah. It, I mean, he's it's a it's like a, a thing in wrestling now. You still got it, but man, Arden has still got it. Still got it, baby. I, and I think maybe a, and maybe is is better at it. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, he comes up the simplicity that he he delivers with too. You know, it's he doesn't use a whole lot of words. It seems he just goes and like it's he but he picks the right ones and he picks the right uh, tone. And inflection on everything. He, well, Arn's the man, man. Yep. He's Next level. Next, Next level. level. Next level. Um, somebody had a good suggestion here too. Just over like this in general too. Um, hey, Paige Stephen, winning the title Stephen Chambers. Omega. Hey, hang on now. Stephen Chambers, uh, Flair and Lethal and TNA. Can we count it, Dom? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a little dated. <laughs> Not quite. Hey, Nesha, if you missed our last thing, we asked you if you uh could we were talking about uh thunder rosa and jade cargill being moms could you handle a two-week excursion of wrestling and then going back and being a mom how would you handle that that's what we asked you earlier so take your eyes off of raw for just a second will you <laughs> <laughs> um all right next one up marcus uh this one 
uh, might need to give a little clarification of people. Uh, our fine Facebook followers who were very uh, proactive. It seemed, seemed a little confused about the uh, the level of authenticity of the Teddy Awards. <laughs> right, the Teddies. Uh, but they need a little, somebody also need a clarification on the Pillar of the Year. Now, it's different from Rookie of the Year because rookies are just kind of getting started. They're really honing their craft, that kind of thing. Pillar of the Year is basically somebody who's really who's established – Who's 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 there, but who's also really established themselves as a future star of AEW, and uh, there could be a lot for these. So I made this six, six different. Uh, this one has six people nominees, um, because I mean, you think about it, there are what they call the four pillars of AEW in MJF, Sammy Guevara, um, uh, Jungle Boy, and Darby Allen. Now this is where the snubs come in. Because <laughs> even with the six that we chose, uh, somebody did get snubbed. Uh, so let's get to it, Marcus. Uh, Marcus, you threw real curveballs here um, at for these nominees. So uh, let me find them here. Okay. So um, did you want to say something beforehand? No, no, please. By okay. all means. Don't. Okay. You chose. Your nominees were Powerhouse Hobbs, Chris Statlander. And Sammy Guevara, you want to you want to add a little context to all those? Yeah, um, you know, I, I think that when it comes to Sammy Guevara, um, that's probably the, the one that I like the least. Even though that's kind of a you know you could view it as a snub, um, I like it the least for a reason though, and that's because Sammy Guevara is kind of he's been sort of like they keep tipping the cap to him. Uh, they have since since it started, like oh this kid's the future. Oh he's like Eddie Guerrero. Oh he's going to be the future of AEW. So it's something that they keep kind of pushing on to us. Right. Um, so it's uh, I think that that's that's a thing for him. But I think that it's, it's almost like a, a, a predestined situation, um, whereas uh, when it comes to, let's say, uh, Chris Statlander, um, Chris Statlander was off TV for a while and then she came back on and look at her go. She's she's back and she's red hot. She she might be a better performer now. She seems like smoother in the ring after that. suffering an injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. I, I think that that's uh, that that establishes her and powerhouse Hobbs. You know, it's what a throwback of a dude. Um, you know, the, he's a guy that you could drop into any era of professional wrestling, and he's got a job. Um, you'd want you'd want him on your roster. Um, so it, it, that that's why every time I see him, every time he comes out, I love his gear, I love his look, I love his attitude. I'm like, oh, this guy's got it. This guy this guy could be a, a future world champion. Yeah. No, and I. I think about uh, his uh, facials that he does, particularly too when uh, he was wrestling CM Punk and how he handled himself during that uh, several weeks that he was feuding and stuff. I thought really well done. Uh, just showed what he's potential of. Like you know, did, Jeff Jarrett has said on uh, the Myra podcast that you know one of the things that Jerry Lawler taught him was that you don't play to the front row; you play to the people way, way up in the in the nosebleeds. That way, everybody in the crowd gets to gets to be the full blown experience. And Powerhouse Hobbs does that with his mm-hmm. facial expressions and his his over the top uh, reactions. So yeah, yeah, I love Powerhouse Hobbs. He gets it. He does get it. Um, and my three nominees, I think, really get it as well. Uh, so I even texted Marcus when he sent me like his nominees. I was like, "Man, you put me in a rough spot," because I thought he was going to pick like 
the three, at least three that I was going to pick, and he didn't. So, well, yeah, he didn't. <laughs> so, um, my nominees, this was tough. I picked MJF, I picked Darby Allen, and I picked Orange Cassidy. Uh, I, th- I feel I had to put Orange Cassidy in this category because I talk about him so much on here. Uh, me and Marcus have debated long, long about Orange Cassidy and what he, you know, the level of, you know, where he fits into the whole category at, at AEW and stuff like that. Let me let me just say this because I, I feel like uh, there's a, a misconception on okay, my go ahead, opinion go ahead. of Orange yeah, Cassidy. I didn't want to say too, too much because I know I didn't want to distort anything. Go ahead. I like Orange Cassidy. I do. I really do. Um, and I, I see the value in him. But I also see where uh, this is not a, this is not a wrestling territory now. He's on national television every week. And as I've said, this gimmick has got to evolve. It's got to change. Um, and I don't mean, you know, we come up with another gimmick match where, like, you know, we're throwing people into hot tubs full of orange juice or whatever. <laughs> I, uh, I think the, the gimmick needs to evolve, and he's got to keep changing with it because, like, yes, uh, a lot of the live crowds are going to get excited when he does his shtick because a lot of them come out there and they're like, oh, I want I want Orange Cassidy to put his hands in his pockets or whatever <laughs> whatever it happens to be. But then there's there's those people who are exclusive television audience members, and they're like, uh, this motherfucker's doing this again. Like, it was funny. Now it's not funny. Mark, but you have, I mean, you have a litmus, a, a sort of like uh what am i looking for proof of that exactly that that's uh that's been a turnoff i mean like every anything you think of put on the program you know with maybe some like big big exceptions there's gonna turn somebody off but like well well, of course you know mm -hmm. but i i like in the orange cassidy thing and i think i've said this on here before imagine uh a comedian uh, and you watch his comedy uh, like uh, let's say you're watching snl and they just do the same skit once a week uh, after a while, you'd be like, what the fuck are they doing? People go to uh, shows and comedians do last because they people respect and enjoy their shtick. Uh, comedians aren't on national television every week. That's the difference. Well, I, I, comedians argument, are like territory wrestlers. The argument also can be made that like the amount of airtime that Orange maybe gets from week to week, it's different. It's not always the same. Things like that is so it's like he, he, he he's not oversaturated um and I'm, my I'm argument saying, i get what you're life. saying and my also my argument always push back against you is i make the argument that he is like developing and changing like he's staying true to that uh that character that persona but you know when he needs to be fired up he gets fired up so there's that pro wrestling connection and i think he like the ironic thing about orange cassidy is he lives the gimmick that many people don't do today. So, um, like I will, I will say he was he was in character when I met him. <laughs> yes, he was in character when I tried interviewing him too. Like he would, you know, it's just like, you know, he would give like we did the scrum interviews and he just he would give <laughs> barely any answer. It was like the most awkward scrum interview you've ever done, like ever seen in your life. But it, it's it's who he is. So it's like that's great. It's I. So yes, I really really like. And you think about. You talk about the work that he's done this whole year. He's wrestled Jericho. He's wrestled for the world title. He's wrestled in name matches, uh, you know, and been in feuds. And, like, you know, uh, I think there's a lot. It wrestled Miro. Like, just a lot of different big-name talent that, like, he's developed and he's changed and he's shown, like, 
where he can connect from a pro wrestling fan point and a mainstream fan point. Because I'm going to make the argument too, Marcus, that somebody's going to tune into Orange Cassidy and be a, a sub a casual fan, uh, somebody that's just flipping through the channels and be like, what the hell is up with this guy? And it's going to be intriguing to them, and I'm sure it has. I even like our casual outsider friends, like kind of dig Orange Cassidy. Like I've, you know, I, I one in particular I'm thinking of. So I mean, uh, he's I he was one of my top choices for pillar nominee for pillar of the year. Um, so hey, uh, and and agree to disagree. All right. As far as Darby and MJF, I think they're pretty obvious why choices. Um, Darby's clearly been. Uh, like put through the moon and he's uh really conveyed uh with the tnt title run that he's done like over the year plus being with sting it's just like he really exemplifies pillar of the year I, mjf's another one like just been in top feuds with uh jericho uh now he's with punk um, See, like to me yeah i feel like you picked like the you know the low-hanging fruit dom i climbed this tree a what's little wrong bit. with that though i, I think i climbed the tree and i found the fruit you found the fruit, but I mean, like, look at who's not on this list. Britt Baker, uh, Jungle Boy. Like, again, to your point, you're saying low-hanging fruit, but I don't think that really matters because, like, you were talking about... I think Jungle Boy is the biggest snub on, on this list thus far. It's, yeah, it's... It, I was pretty bummed when we were like, oh, man, like, he's he's somebody that should have been on there. No doubt about it. Yeah. Um, let's see what some folks are saying. Miro is missing. Ah, Miro, Miro, uh, I think is established. Uh, yes, that's the word I was looking for. Established. Um, so to me, putting Miro on the list would be uh, about the same as putting Sting on the list, right? Where it's like, okay, we all know who, he, where he's from. We all know what he's done. We've all got history on him. So, uh, so no, he's 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 established himself. Yes, uh, Nesha says, "I love Orange Cassidy. So does my daughter." So there you go. What's, what's, what's not to love about him as a wrestler so far? Oh, I'm just I, saying, just saying. You're saying the shelf, life. the shelf life. I'm saying that's there. It's fine. Marcus, you look at uh, comedians too. Like I'm going back to that point. Jerry Seinfeld, how much has his shtick probably changed? Probably very little. Uh, like uh, people go to go see Jeff Foxworthy. Like the, know, jokes kind of the jokes change. The jokes though. change. Well, so do these. You can put orange in different situations that still keeps to who he is, and but the, the context and uh, the situations change. All right. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. I, I think that's something. Uh, okay. Let's see. See? Oh, that's funny, too. Nesha, that's so funny. You mentioned that. Is it bananas or oranges? Because literally in that press conference that I did, uh, the one uh, kid, that interviewer, AJ, is awesome. He was like, why aren't you called Banana Cassidy? And uh, that almost broke orange. <laughs> he almost laughed about that one. <laughs> but... <laughs> so uh, you got to see what you know and love, she says. All right. Next category up, Marcus. We are going to go with. Here we go. All right. This is a fun one here. The luminary of the year. Uh, I misspelled luminary on Twitter today, and I felt very embarrassed. That's not great. Anybody I, call you out on it? Uh, my, I called myself out on it. Oh, okay. So I, I made the correction in the tweet below. I spelled it with an E at the end. Stephanie. Not great. Not good. I'm a journalist. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Luminary of the Year is basically Legend of the Year. Uh, there's a good amount of nominees here. Like you could think about, and it's basically anybody, any legend 
or legacy per I, I some of these I did not I wouldn't factor in like somebody like a Chris Jericho or somebody like a Dustin Rose because they're active wrestlers on the roster. So I'm like, okay, those and but there is one big exception uh that had to be on this list, and that was Sting. Sting and who was my other choice, Marcus? Sting and Pretty sure I picked Sting. Oh, that's right. That these were your choices. You picked good ones. Yeah, sorry. Sting, you picked first on this one. Sting and Arn Anderson were your two choices. Yep, so, both of them were a, were a layup for me. Mm-hmm. You want to add anything else to that? Uh, no, I, I think I've I've said enough about Arn. Um, you know, and when it comes to Sting, it's you know, you, you talk about a dude that's his age, uh, taking table bumps, having matches, working. Um, it's hard hard to pass him up on this one. It's very hard to pass up on that. <laughs> like, just flabbergasted. And how they've utilized them, it's been beautiful, like, how they've done it. Like To, to Stephen's point, by the way, Stephen Chambers, he says Billy Gunn. I, uh, Billy Gunn was my first thought before. I was like, oh, yeah, Sting. I got to do Sting. I thought about Billy Gunn, too. I really did. I love Billy. You know me. I love Billy Gunn. I love I, you've loved him since early 90s, mid-90s. Uh, yeah. yeah uh, probably t- t- 2000s. Like oh, see, does. I thought you were a late '90s Billy Gunn. So guy. he was like, well, smoking, like he was more. Sm- no, you know what? It was probably late '99. So yeah, I would say probably that. And then I really, you know, when I really started loving him was like when he was the one Billy Gun. That was the one Billy Gun. Nobody, you were the only person that loved that. Guy. I was the only one. That, his theme music was great too. It was like a fucking sitcom TV. <laughs> like it would sound like it was like you could put that over Full House and it would make total sense. That doesn't sound like a world champion to me. Go ahead. It, oh man, don't you dare say that about Billy. <laughs> Billy ass and the ass boys. Billy ass and the ass boys. (laughs) So Billy, I you know you could kind of put him in the category of Jericho and uh, Dustin as well too. But uh, yes, Billy Gunn was somebody I wanted to include. But I I thought these guys uh, just got edged out simply. Taz, what he's done with Team Taz, uh, and great promos. Yes, and the great promos. uh, I feel he had to be nominated. Uh, and just his work on the commentary booth, uh, what he's been able to do for uh, guys like Ricky Starks, his son, uh, Hobbs, uh, just further, like, you know, and the feuds that he's been a part of and stuff like that. I feel he adds so much to the product and, you know, that faction too. So Taz was my one. And then the other one, I I just had to simply, he returned wrestling after like 30 years off TV, Tully Blanchard, like, he was in that triple tag with FTR. I how could I not put him in the mix? He gave so, the slingshot suplex. Gave the slingshot suplex. It was great. So Tully was my so those are our four nominees. Arn, Sting, Tully, and none other. Why am I missing? Why did I just have a brain fart, Marcus? Arn, Sting, Tully, Taz. Boom. There we go. <laughs> Good choices. Thank you. Yes. All right. Let's go with this one next, Marcus. It is the female wrestler of the year. Four in this category. Uh, And I had the first two choices. So my two were Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. Uh, Excellent choices, of course. Obvious ones, but I think very extremely worthy ones. Um, Britt, especially like you know, the, being the world champ, turning that around, 
and like making it her own that that whole moment like that she did winning the title and everything like that and then her feud with thunder rosa too and that translates over into thunder rosa and what she's been able to contribute to the product from a persona standpoint that reaction she gets when her music hits it's always a big pop always a big pop and then you think about what she's done for the women wrestlers like backstage and behind the scenes and cultivating all that and, and bringing talent in and helping them out it's just like invaluable invaluable and marcus we, we've said it so many times like big marketing star potential like you know i i think i mentioned it last week but if there's anybody in here who wasn't in uh mcfoley had said uh that they need to buy the rights to uh, Thunderstruck by yeah. ACDC. That's the kind of thing, and I'm not, I'm not, this is not hyperbole. That's the kind of thing that could really push her over the edge uh, just because it's such a catchy song. Yes. And every time it's going to hit, the crowd is going to go fucking wild. Um, you could start selling shirts with her face on it that say Thunderstruck in like the ACDC sort of vein. Uh, there's money, there's a lot of money there. Yes. Um, so I, I hope that Tony Khan uh, takes advantage of that. Um, Dominic, who were my choices? Your two choices were also good ones. Um, Serena Deep. And then this was a surprise one, but I thought a very cool one. And ones that people are going to be, I think, shocked to hear. But because there there are some snubs, uh, there are so some I, snubs. I, indeed. I can see I can see why people are going to be unhappy with very this, much. Got a reason. Yes, Penelope Ford was your other choice yep um so i mean serena deep i put her over every week like i do thunder rosa so i'm not going to go into too much detail with her but when it comes to uh penelope ford man it's every every week you see her grow every week you see her get better and she's got the look she's got a tremendous finisher um she's got great like camera awareness um, which is uh, some of those intangibles where it's like she's, she seems to always know where the camera is. She knows which one has the red light on. She's always aware of the hard cam. And when she's making her entrance, she makes the most of it every single time. Um, so I think that there's star potential in Penelope Ford. I really, really want to see more of her. Yeah, I think it's, I'm I was it was a shocking nomination, but I thought I was like, you haven't said in the text. I was like, that's cool. Like, that's yeah. a cool nomination. Oh, she's, so. she's awesome. She's, mm -hmm. she's got it. And uh, I, I can definitely see her being like, she, she'd be perfect in a feud with somebody like Thunder Rosa, even Britt Baker. Um, yeah. I, I star potential. I'd love to see her work on the mic a little bit more too. You know? Yeah. You, we don't get much of it. No. Um, also uh, Serena Deeb. I mean, geez, like she's been compared to Bret Hart, Dee Malenko, and then like just what she's able to do, you know, on her own it's like yeah i mean like and as the nwa women's champion too for that time being i mean it really set a tone and it helped establish you know the women's division in AEW. i think unbelievable performer uh unbelievable as a heel i love her as a heel i think that she she works it perfectly unbelievable technician mm -hmm. um it's sky's the limit for her yes i agree wholeheartedly marcus some snubs what do you yes. Think? I mean, Jade Cargill is a glaring one for me um, just because undefeated. She's the the Lex Luger of today, but she's a better worker. Um, you want to talk about star potential there as well. It's a holy smokes. Heck, action, Martin, you want to talk about snub rookie of the year. We didn't nominate her for rookie of the year. Ah, uh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, she's she certainly belongs in that category. So yeah, we 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 snubbed Jade Cargill to be to be certain, but like she's got like she's got not only huge potential to be a major major star in pro wrestling. I, I could see her transitioning into acting. 
um she's just got she's she's got everything you want mm-hmm. very much so i think aw is very aware of that too <laughs> yep i think they're very aware of that um and i saw that steven mentioned chris statlander of course we know how i feel about uh chris statlander i've liked her since the start but she when she came back from the injury it's like uh she must have been watching a lot of tape or something because she just better like leaps and bounds better um in the ring and she was good to begin with but it's like holy smoke she's really good now um so yeah those are those are the two biggest snubs in my mind well also steven chambers mentioned sheeta too uh, sheeta's been great i think if we started these awards the year before she would undoubtedly probably be the women's wrestler of the year that uh, in 2020 um because like what she has her moments too who does rio she rio? Has her moments. yes yeah. i i would say she probably didn't get nominated because like she had a lot of the time off of this year, she just returned. But like I think she's improved too since we saw her. You know, um, no doubt about it. You know, I think um, another name too. Um, good, good name that uh, Stephen Chambers and I thought of uh, her a lot. I love Layla Hirsch. We both love Layla Hirsch. Like, yep, uh, great worker. Good name. Great um, worker. Nyla Rose probably. Um, Nyla Rose. She could again. She, she would definitely list. be up there too with uh, in twenty twenty. I would say she would mm-hmm. definitely be a nominee in twenty twenty um gosh there was one more name too I, I wanted to to mention that i thought yeah just uh really cut her teeth and and made her presence known but i cannot think of it uh but there's definitely there's been some definite definite snubs in this category tough tough one to choose tough one to choose no doubt about it uh okay marcus we're on the home stretch here we'll follow this up with uh the male wrestler of the year marcus you had first picks at these and um I think these were uh, one I was surprised with. One I think is a very obvious one. Uh, so, so Marcus, uh, did you want to say them, or you want me to say them? I remember one, and uh, to me, it's 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 probably the most obvious. Daniel Bryan, Brian, Daniel. um, Brian Danielson. My apologies. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Oh, Nesha mentioned Rebel, and I agree. Rebels. She, Rebels she's a got a pretty one. great presence. Yeah. Rebels, good one. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, Brian Danielson. You know he's he's come out on on TV and like yes, it's you know it's we've we've got the big pop of like holy shit, you know big star is here, all that. But then he comes out and he just no matter who he's in the ring with, he tears it down. Um, I I think that he's a layup for this, um, which is probably why I can't remember my other nominee. It's a good um, one. Surprising, I, but a good one. I think that he's a layup for this because he's head and shoulders the best wrestler in the world. He's the best wrestler in the world. Uh, There's nobody who can outdo him at this point uh, in my mind. And I've said that about Thunder Rosa, that she's the best wrestler pound for pound in the world. Um, I think that her and Daniel Bryan are very close. Mm -hmm. I think it's a good, yeah. Man, if they did a mixed tag team. (laughs) Could you you imagine those two as a tag team? That would be something. That would be something. He's such a good heel too. I mean, he's a good heel. He's a great baby face. It's really like to, you know, it's bittersweet because I just wanted to see him go on a longer baby face run, but it looks like uh, they're really going to be honing him more as a heel moving forward. Yeah. Um, He just fits. Maybe not for too much longer. Like I think it was Steven that mentioned if they battle that battle of the belts, him and Paige, maybe we'll see a, uh, like him, go back to being a baby face right after that as a, like a form of respect with one another. Maybe I'm hoping, but I mean, he's great either way. So it's, um, yeah, Marcus, he, he would have been a surefire nominee of mine. Marcus, your other one was somebody that's gotten kind of snubbed throughout this whole process, but 
this was the first not set of nominees that we did in our text correspondence. So it was kind of like, all right, he's there. So he's got one of the top nominees. This is Miro Marcus. Your other yes. One? Well, you know, again, Miro's another one. Every single week I put him over. Every time he gets TV time, um, I wind up coming on this podcast and talking about how wonderful he is. And I'm not going to stop now. Uh, he is he is unbelievable. This new character of his, perfect, perfect for him, perfect for wrestling. Um, I've I've compared him to Goldberg in the past, but he's he's a better worker. He's a more thoughtful promo, um, and he he's he's got every other element that Goldberg has. You know, he's got he's got the big intimidating size. He's got the explosive holy shit moves like that. That like running thrust kick that he does looks like it murders somebody every single time he does it. Yeah. Right. And then like he's he's taken his camel clutch and he like bends the person into a pretzel where it's like I would tap out before he got me to that point. Like It, <laughs> it looks it looks painful to begin with. Heck and then yeah. When like, he just sits down on you and then cranks right. back and then then he rocks it back and like kind of ties you up and it's like, holy shit. Um, so yeah, he's, yeah, he was, he was an easy one for me to select after, uh, Brian Danielson, because like, man, just, he's, he's a really good worker. He's polished and, uh, his promos are, are hitting a new level. I agree. I agree. Uh, I thought it was a good surprising one, but a good one. Uh, my two nominees was it were Kenny Omega. I think he was another obvious one you had to choose for this. And well, I'll get into a little detail here after I mentioned the other one, Eddie Kingston was my other one and this was very tough for me like i Marcus can uh make note that i i mentioned kenny first and i was like i'm having a tough time deciding between two of them and it took a little bit to make that other decision uh so but kenny omega uh obviously what he did with that title on that run going to impact going to uh going to mexico uh and like collecting the belts basically and um, just being uh, like uh, erratic, wild, like Herb Abrams kind of vibe of a heel, like where he's just like, but he's an ass kicker. He kicks everybody's ass. He beats everybody. He backs it up, uh, you know, um, really cultivated a story for AEW to really uh, bite into. And uh, what was the uh, what was the funny, the fun little like buzz phrase I came up with for him where it's like that. that the where he's where he's so good it's fucking annoying oh, yeah something to that effect yeah uh and and he plays it up perfectly um where it's like you can tell like he knows that he's nailing it and he just like rubs your face in it yes. and uh yeah it's uh, I, I gotta admit kenny omega is he's up there he's definitely up there um you know if danielson didn't show up in aw he like kenny could be like he, he is a top contender for this like award obviously yeah. um now eddie i had to put eddie in this because um i just thought about what he's been able the the crowd reaction he's been able to cultivate um since turning babyface specifically but um like and even before that people were cheering for eddie but like people really like eddie kingston we like eddie kingston friend of the um, show friend of the show and you know what um he's been able to do it from being the, like a promo, uh, awesome promo, but like that his unique look, the expressions that he gives, um, like even the ring work that he does is, is unique and stands out as a brawler. And like, you know, that uh, like all Japan kind of style of hitting, you know, and everything like that in offense, um, you know, uh, he's had some 
great feuds. Uh, his tag team in with Moxie is one of my favorite aspects of this year too. Um, and just uh, like, you know, I, I had to put him in there because I just, it's just, it's so amazing to see him like the, the trajectory, his personal life, like his, his wrestling career has taken since, you know, over the course of 2021 too. And even before in 2020, but like, I, I think it would have been a disservice not to include him in this, I think. Uh, and I feel, I feel really bad because uh, Hangman Page is Hangman somebody. Page, CM Punk. CM know. Punk's another one you could pick. Yes. Um, but I, I really feel like, you know, I do feel bad about Hangman because <laughs> what? Nesha. Eddie wins most shout out awards. Friend of the show, <laughs> Nesha. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Steven says Omega is his, 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 his choice. Uh, Nesha says uh, Mox. I, Mox is another one. You know, uh, I, I really snubbed him. Obviously, Wrestler of the Year, he would have been 2020. No doubt about it. Undoubtedly, if we had did this award last year, he would have been Wrestler of the Year. Like, right. I don't think there could have been. I'd like to see him keep it in the ring a little bit more. But uh, but aside from that, he's But, I mean, it. you think about the babyface promos that he cut during that time oh, yeah. and everything. Yes. Oh, man. It was... That just brought it up to another level. He was just on fire. And he still was on fire after losing the title, too. Uh, but. By the way, another snub in my mind. Um, I always put over the same people, but but uh, Cody Rhodes, technically sound. Just just good. Really, really good. All, all the time. A solid worker. Never misses. Yeah, I agree. I, I think, uh, again, 2020 would have been another one where he got nominated. Because you think about it, he took some hiatuses here and there. But what, the matches that he's had, you know. Uh, you know, when he's had matches, it's always a memorable match, and there's always something crazy and unique that happens. So, yep. Um, and yeah, he's great on the mic, and you know, polarizing, and I don't think that's a bad thing either. You know, yeah, it's polarizing for a weird reason. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree. Um, like you could even you could throw uh, Mo- not Mox, uh, MJF into this category, I think. You know, but I think Pillar of the Year makes a lot of sense. Promo of the Year makes a lot of sense. And heck, that leads us. To, any other snubs you feel, Marcus? For, That's, for those are all that stand out. Those are the big ones I think that really stand out to me. Uh, so we'll segue into this one next, and then we have two more categories, believe it or not. Uh, but it is. Uh, oh, jeez, I just lost my train of thought. Match of the year. <laughs> Match of the year is the next one. So let me pull the banner up for that one. Uh, but this is another six category one. Um, and because there's a lot of matches <laughs> and so I, I, how could we not include, did I not make a freaking banner for this one? What the heck Dominic this is like the big one for this. Oh, All right. No. I will make a banner real quick, but yeah, match of the year, Marcus, um, you had some, some great nominations, you know, them offhand or do you need me to tell you? Yeah. I mean, I know, I know a couple of them. Um, okay. so one is, one is, uh, Danielson Omega. Um, which was just in uh, in New York, yeah, a Grand Slam, just just a barn burner of a match, and uh, went to a no contest, um, and it worked, and it was fine uh, because uh, you know it, it, at the end you weren't you weren't thinking about the uh, the no contest finish. It, I mean, at least I wasn't. I was like, what a fucking match! Holy yeah. shit! So that's where my head was. And then the other one that I've got, I think I've got three. I do yes. have three. Yeah, we each did three. Uh, yeah, I just remember the third one. The other one I've got uh, just happened. Uh, winner is coming. It's uh, Danielson Page 
Um, so, I, I mean, the, to me, this is why Danielson's, you know, up for male wrestler of the year is because it's uh, two of those matches. And I'm not taking anything away from, obviously, Kenny Omega and uh, Paige. They're both incredible workers. They're, they're both incredible workers. But but Brian Danielson is just, I mean, he's he's the common denominator here for a reason. He's, he's just next level unbelievable as a worker. Uh, never screws up. Uh, always is in the right spot. He's just, he's like a, he's like a machine. Um, honestly, him and like Shawn Michaels, as far as like work rate ability, it's, it's, it's close <laughs> as far as like, who's, who's, who's better. Um, the same thing with Bret Hart. It's he's up there. Uh, and then finally um, it's, it's a low key. One of my favorite matches ever. Uh, and that's the lights out match between uh between uh, Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. Um, right. I'm a huge, as, as you all know, in case you guys didn't know, I'm a huge <laughs> Thunder Rosa fan. Really? Um, and and uh, she, as much as Britt Baker shined in that match with like the bloody face and like, you know, the memorable moments, it's, you know, Thunder Rosa, she, she, she got herself over huge in that match. Mm-hmm. And that was Marcus. That was going to be one of mine if he didn't nominate that one. It was a great um, match. But, um, Oh, Steven says he forgot about that match. Yeah, that's a great one. It was earlier in the year, so it's like, and there were so many matches to make note of. I'm like, well, you and I have said like on multiple times on this show, week after week, uh, we've said like that's a match of the year candidate. I know. match of the year candidate. Match yeah, of the year candidate. That's I like, can't remember all of them. I know, and I'm racking my brain. I was like, I know, I'm probably like missing one, and still at this point, I feel like I'm probably missing one that I haven't thought of. Marcus, one that did not get nominated uh, was one you didn't see, but I think if you saw it. Might have snuck one of the other ones out of there. I don't know though. Uh, Danielson versus Miro. Ah, uh, yes. Such a great match. Great story told. Two two awesome workers. Two uh, awesome. Miro Miro is low key one of the better workers in the business today. He really is. Really is. Yeah, he's so smart. Knows what he's doing. Uh, the psychology yeah. and the the way he does things and like kind of the reason. Yeah, like like. It's not like he tell it like he marks like here's the reason why I'm doing it. He just does it because it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know if you're paying attention, you're like that's that's probably what you would do if you were him in that situation. And he does it. Yeah. Um, so he he's he really thinks, and he's again he's one of those guys. He's always in the right spot. Yeah. Okay. Now uh, my nominations here. So like I said, I would have nominated. I would have nominated one of the Danielson matches for sure. Um, I also would have definitely nominated Rosa versus Britt Baker. So those were two that you chose. But like uh, one I think that had to be in this uh, mix was uh, there's actually two matches that all out that I picked. First one was Young Bucks and Lucha Brothers in the Steel Cage. Uh, just crazy. Uh, like back and forth. Wild, wild match I saw there in person. Uh, and like to say it was like action pack and create like people say it was like the match of the year so i mean i don't think that one could be argued i had to throw that one in there uh this one i loved it for its simplicity and even the shortness of time that it went through this happened at AEW full gear and uh it was eddie kingston versus cm punk uh just a fucking brawl blood feud brawl that they went out on the build with the promos and all that all together. And then they did it in such a short amount of time with all that. Um, and then the Eddie doing the homage to Terry Funk loved it. Fucking great. Uh, the blood and everything just really, I, I thought stood out in its own unique way of a match. 
So I nominated Kingston versus Punk. And then my final one was also at All Out. It was the opening match, MJF versus Darby Allen. Uh, I was blown away, blown away by what they did in that ring because MJF had the story of, I'm going to beat him with a headlock. And they wrestled. Those two wrestled. And it was, they went, they kicked off the show in such a way. And then ultimately, MJF hits Darby with the Dynamite Diamond and beats him with a headlock takeover. Just a great story. Like, complete wrestling match you got going on right there. So, I really thought you were going to select CM Punk versus Darby Allen. I really thought that was going to be on I your know, list. right? I mean, it's up there. It's a nominee. That's for, I mean, it, it's a snub. It's a snub. Um, uh, the Stephen Chambers Mox versus Omega barbed wire death match. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah. Uh, I wanted Jericho versus Nick Gage. I, you know, that was. The stakes were high. The stakes were high. I mean, Jericho, Jericho is somebody that's overall, like, hasn't been mentioned, but, like, the. Like value he adds to the product. I mean, I don't think that goes understated. I think he's he's did a lot of supporting everybody else up this year. I feel you know getting everybody else, and that's his job. Like to do like what he's there for right now. So um, you know it might seem like a snub, but it isn't. I don't think. I think Jericho overall, like really. And you think about it. We did if we did 2019 and even 2020. He would be at least nominated, or and I think 2019 he would have won Wrestler of the Year for AEW, you know. So yes, um, like he he just adds so much. Uh, oh, Jerry, Nesh has mentioned Jericho. Yeah, like you know, I don't, I definitely don't want to disparage Jericho because I think he adds so much to the product, and like uh, it's yeah, I think he offers intangibles. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's uh, he's not the same worker as he was, who would be at his age, obviously. Um, but I, th- I think that he offers some intangibles that, uh, that you can't replace. Absolutely. Absolutely. And who knows, like he could, I think next year, even 2022 might be a bit of another Renaissance for him. and Jericho's sure. along with Terry Funk is the king of wrestling renaissances. So, um, I I'm looking forward to seeing what goes next with him. Uh, the, now did I mention all my matches or did I, am I missing one? I mentioned them all, didn't I? Um, Darby MJF. Yes. So those are my three nominations. So yeah, we have them all there. Uh, two more categories. Marcus, tag team of the year. Uh, I was first choice in this. Yeah, so you stole mine. So I definitely stole his. FTR. And then the Young Bucks were my two choices. I think both very obvious reasons. Young Bucks started off the year as the tag team champs and went on a very good heelish run. And, um, you know, really build up their elite faction with Kenny and everything like that them all being champions at that time and everything. Uh, so, I mean, and the Bucks, you know, people say they, uh, you know, maybe, the, and I, I get to that point too, where it's like you watch Young Bucks match, you see Young Bucks match. But there's a lot of moments too where they definitely show you that they're capable of having other types of matches. And um, like they, they just do their, they do their thing. And that's their thing is that. But I mean, if they, if you need them to break out and do something like uh, that's, that's different from what they do, they'll do it. So, um, you go ahead, Mark. You got something to say? Yeah, uh, FTR is the best tag team in on the face of the planet right now. Uh, so when you selected those, I was like, "Well, it's who's who else is left?" <laughs> um, so, hang on. Uh oh. Uh oh. Is it a ghost? Maybe haunting no. a pill house. No, it's just my wife. Okay. 
Um, all right, anyways. Uh, so my choices, Dom, I w- which I do remember, are uh, the Lucci Brothers were one. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but the one I kind of like better is the Acclaimed. Yeah, give um, some reason. I was surprised by that one. I mean, I love the Acclaimed, but uh, give, give a little bit of a... I, I, I love their gimmick. I think they have a great gimmick, and it's unique. And Mac Caster, every week to be able to come up with like a, a freestylish rap, you know, obviously it's like a premeditated rap. Um, but for him to be able to come up with like a compelling rap once a week, um, it's it's impressive. And their work is good. Uh, they both look like a million bucks. Uh, I'm like, yeah, I want to see more of these guys. So that that's why I had to give them the nod. I think, yeah, I, that was a surprising one. But uh, yeah, I love the acclaimed. So I mean I I'm not certainly against that. Uh snubs as far as snubs go. Um Mox and Eddie maybe, right? Would you say that's a that's a snub? Yes. Yeah, I would say so. Cuz they were hot. They were over, man. Like uh I I think that's a that's a good that's a good one. Um what was there was another one that I was thinking of that's like, oh man, that's a, that's another one we got to include. Like you could make an argument for Jurassic Express, I feel. Uh, in a way, you know, they they're they got like over for sure. I mean Jungle Boy you know, and people do pop. I mean, like, I think uh, in certain ways, too, like, they get a lot of reaction for, um, like, Luchasaurus, what he does as a baby face, too. Like, there's, he gets those pops, too. So, um, geez, I'm thinking of another one, too. I mean, there's a lot of good tag teams. I, I mean, our, we have personal favorites in Butcher and Blade, you know? Oh, yeah, Butcher and you Blade. Um, I mean, Proud and Powerful are great. Um, oh, my gosh, yeah. that was the one I was so upset that I, I was like, I want to nominate them so bad. But like I had to choose FTR in the box. I had like, it's just like I'm hoping. Here's the hoping that they're the tag team of the year in 2022, because they definitely deserve it. They're great. Uh, yeah, Marcus, that's yeah, that's a, that was a snub here on this this end. I feel yes. Um, so, okay, I think the last one we have here is one I didn't even I just threw in right at the very last minute, and that is the Forbidden Door Award. That means. People that aren't technically with AEW show up in AEW. And uh, I came up with – Marcus added a good nominee. Uh, I came up with the other three here. Um, but they are as follows. So the Forbidden Door Award goes to uh, – nominees are Minoru Suzuki, Yuji Nagata, Juventud Guerrera, and Nick Gage. So – yeah, Eugene Nagata is uh, might be my favorite of the bunch uh, there, uh, but I mean, Juventud Guerrero's up there too. I thought that he, I thought he did well um, in in, a, in kind of a, a legacy match. Yes, I think yeah, Eugene Nagata had just a hard hitting, really cool match, and uh, I thought that was a lot of fun. I thought what- <laughs> Stephen Chambers, Shaq. Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he's associated with TBS and TNT, so is he necessary forbidden? That door was open, right? Wide open. Snoop Wide Dog. open. Way before, way before that 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 other door was breached. Like you know, I initially thought of of guys like, you know, somebody like that really like was a part of like that Forbidden Door vibe. You think about uh, like Jay Lethal, but he was signed by AEW stuff like that. Bobby Fish was signed by AEW stuff like that. So uh, there was really no Forbidden Door going on. Adam Cole obviously signed by AEW stuff. So it's uh, just- Good Brothers. Good Brothers is somebody you could make a thing for. Like, they kind of were the pioneers of this Forbidden Door in a way because they're with Impact. So uh, they kind of made the crossover. Yeah, you could make an argument. For Dom, when was Snoop Dogg there? Was that last year or this no, year? No, it was this year. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you gave the weird. the worst uh, elbow drop off the top rope. No, no, it was seen. a splash, wasn't it? Or a crossbody? I don't, I don't remember. Oh, whatever it was, whatever it was, it was, it was, it was pretty it was dog shit. Uh, we were snubbing Rosario Dawson here. Oh, good one. And <laughs> one of the worst segments I've seen on TV in quite a while. It was so strange. It just didn't make any sense. Didn't make any sense. If we did like some botches of the year, this was not a category that we did, but that could be considered something. Um, that sticks out for me. The the end of revolution with the C four explosions. Yeah, not not the best. Not the best. Um, Chris Jericho going through the diamond plate foam. Ah, uh, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't good. Is there any other ones you could think of for botch of the year? No, I can't think of one either. But, there was a couple mishaps. Let's say that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'd want a mulligan if I was uh, aid on some of those ones. A couple mulligans. A couple throughout mulligans. Throughout the course of the year. So I think that's that's it. Those are our nominees. Those are our categories. Um, Mark, I haven't discussed this with Marcus, but um, we're going to make – Marcus and I are going to decide like on the winners. But what I think I, I want to do is do fan polls on social media and kind of get some category votes via this and um add that they're like the fans percentage into our assessment too so like the fans could maybe be the deciding factor on what who maybe wins it with uh, along with our input in it too so be on the lookout for some potential pools of all these categories um and uh, you'll be able to kind of voice your opinion, I feel. How do you feel about that, Marcus? Are you all right with that? Yeah, let's do it. I want to, you know, you and I have kind of teed it up. Let's see what everybody else got to say about it. Yeah, I would love to get their input and ha- get some of that feedback because I think, um, obviously, ADA Wrestling, Pro Wrestling is all about the fans. It's got to be, uh, you got to maybe have a little bit of the fan input on these things. Hey, so, should hit the nail on the head. It's been a good year. It has been a good year. It's been a really fun year of wrestling, has it not? With fucking pandemic still sucks. But listen, like uh, wrestling's been a wrestling's back, baby. It's kind of it's rock and rolling, having a good time. There's a lot of unknowns, and I think that's very fun in pro wrestling, is it not? So, we're back, baby. We're back, baby, and we're back. You know, so <laughs> <laughs> I was in Vegas, gambled some money away, won a little bit of money. It was great stuff. Uh, I really like the Las Vegas, Marcus. I'm a big fan. It's a move out there, Dom. No, no that's a, that place is a cesspool. Uh, well, maybe I fit right in, don't I? I'm kind of scummy, aren't I? <laughs> uh, you're a different kind of scummy. Yeah, I am. I'm kind of like ragamuffin scummy, if you will. Disorganized scummy. There you go. Here we go. Beautifully put. Marcus, give a little plug to Adfee Shows before we go, eh? Yes. Uh, it's, you know, full-time job now, ladies and gents. Uh, so please, you know, give them, give them your support. As wrestling fans, you really can't do much better when it comes to, uh, to content. Uh, Arn Anderson himself, who we were just talking about, and somebody else we were just talking about, Dax Harwood, uh, were just on a bonus episode tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern time, where uh, fans got to interact with them, ask some questions, and they watched, they did like a live watch along with uh, Top Guys of uh, the 1986 match, uh, Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson, or rather Ole Anderson and Arn Anderson versus the Rock and Roll Express at Starcade 86 in the cage. Um, and they, they took questions, broke it down. And that's just like one example of some of the stops that they pull out over at freeshows.com. Uh, definitely go check it out. Uh, if you can afford to be a top guy, 
be a top guy because it's, I mean, the benefits are incredible. And then guess what? Once a year you get to go to top guy weekend, have exclusive access to, you know, some of your favorite, favorite wrestlers. And I will be there and you can hang out with me and be you know, like, Hey, that's Marcus, a, that's thanks. For, thanks for telling me to, to join Marcus and I'll give you an autograph. I'll take a picture with you. Oh man. <laughs> you want to be seen with him? Half the time. <laughs> Listen, there's a reason we do these things on Zoom, guys. All right? Yeah, literally nobody would ever want my autograph or photo. You never know. Photo. I, you know, Marcus, I got a photo. People want a photo of me. Can you believe that? I do not. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, it's 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 an unbelievable experience. If you're a wrestling fan, level up your fandom. Uh, join ad-free shows. By the way, there is a free trial going on right now. That's right. At yes. Is it the Slapnut trial? Is that what it's called? No. Well, I, I think you you're you're at Slapnut level, um, oh. if I recall correctly. But it's at adfreetrial.com. Adfreetrial. T r i a l dot com. You get a ten day free trial of adfreeshows.com. You get to sample it. Sample what they're all about because it is something else. Tell them what face Marcus sent you. You don't stand to lose anything. Just go do a free trial. See what see what you think, and uh, cancel it if you're displeased. And you know, eh, that's that. But, uh, <laughs> then we go tomorrow, on with the business of living. Hey, go on with the business of living. But tomorrow marks ten days left in the year. Close out the year with that free shows. Oh, how about that? Wow. Did you did you do the math today? Or what? What's uh, no, actually, Evan told me that. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that's that's it, guys. Uh, go check it out, Dominic. You have any uh, bullshit you would like to plug for? Bullshit, bullshit? <laughs> for, for you. What, what's your what's your hey, trash? You know what? Yeah, if you saw it, we had the first episode of the hot tag, the hot tag, my around the horn show. Uh, we are recording episode two tomorrow, and we'll have some familiar faces that were on episode one, but a couple new ones too. So be on the lookout for that. Um, as far as interviews go, geez, I should really look these up before I um, do the show. But we got some good interviews. Just be on, we got some good interviews up there. Um, like recently, I interviewed Jonathan Gresham and, and Baron Black to, to hype uh, Terminus, which is really shaping up. They got quite the card going there. They announced some matches today. Uh, look at that one. Uh, and yeah, just go on WrestleZone.com. Check out all that stuff kicking. Also, MLW Fusion Fight Report will be continuing as well. So I was away at Vegas. Uh, they just had a show. I think they're taking a week off. So I will record a new episode here upcoming. So be on the lookout for a new episode of that. And, uh, yeah, I'm very excited about the hot tag. I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, I really hope it catches some traction here and uh, we get to kick in here. But, I mean, Marcus, you can't beat uh, two Dynamite dudes on a rampage, can you? I mean, well, well, come on. Two brothers yucking it up here and just having a, a jolly good time, you know. It's been a while since I got to shout on one of these, Dom. I miss yelling. We'll have to pick a day where you can just shout right, from where I'm, where I'm home alone. Where I you're can home just alone. Flip out about yeah, subjects. Do the risky business. Hey, Marcus, I mean, I'm going to say maybe next week uh, with the Teddies might be a shirt and tie affair. Not doing that. Yeah, Even if you just wear a shirt with a tie. Is that Not that hard? It. Nope. Maybe shave your fucking ratty ass beard. Can't do it. Um, Won't do it. Look a little proper, like a New York Yankee or something, will you? Straight up refuse. Wow. Wow. I I think, uh, yeah. I want to get flashy cards like Johnny Carson and uh, the winner goes to. Dom, real quick. Steven asked a question. Here's a question for you Will AEW have a stadium crowd in 22? Um, I think it's it's obviously pending the COVID situation and how that's that pans out, but um did it to success this year. So yes. With Arthur Ash. 
Yes. So I would say that yes, they will would be my guess. Dom. I would take? say yeah. I would say to uh, a venue akin to Arthur Ash. If, if Arthur Ash, Arthur Ash. You okay right now? Same. You're right. <laughs> huh? I said, are you okay right now? I'm okay right now. Arthur Ash. If it's not the same venue, maybe it's some, but something akin to it. Uh, maybe not. They're not going to go to like uh, you know Jerry's World, you know, like Dallas, like WWE's doing or anything like that. But uh, I'm not ruling that out. Like uh, to like to have a big venue, bigger venue than what they play host to. You never know. You never know. They all, Stephen also had a really oh Merry Christmas to you, Stephen, as well. Yeah, um, Merry Christmas, also, everybody. Happy holidays. Real quick, Marcus. Somebody that mm-hmm. didn't get mentioned very much at all here is Malachi Black. Um, he could have it a year though in 2022. Who do you think's joining his House of Black? We have Brody King in the mix. I uh, don't know yeah, if you're as familiar with him, but I am. He feels okay. like a layup uh, to to join. Uh, so does so does Bray Wyatt. Be very mighty interesting, right? Imagine that tag team, though. My goodness, any any of those trios. Imagine the creepy shit they could be doing around AEW. Yep. Get Abaddon in there. Don. Uh, Get Luchasaurus in there. Zombie Marco stunt. Is that what you mm-hmm. mm-hmm. See, so many options. Yeah, that's a big house. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a full house. Full, full house. house of black. Yep, we're back. Play the one Billy Gunn scene. That's how I'm going to end this show. I think I'm going to play that. <laughs> Kicking it out. All right, guys. This is Dominic D'Angelo, WrestleZone.com. And this is two, two Dynamite Dudes on a Rampage. Go next week and look out for the Teddies, baby. Good old Ted Turner. Back on your fucking screen, asshole. All right. See you next week. <laughs> Adios. Bye, guys.